Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. Inspiration, insights, and ideas for your business and your journey. Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. I am your host, Betsy Wiersma. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. Yeah, it is. Your life, you have the power and you can plug in and be boosted by great stories from amazing women. And if this was 3D today, we would not only be talking, we would be enjoying a craft brew beer because today on the show, global leader, in women in the brewing industry, Laura Bruns from Factotum Brewhouse in Denver, Colorado. Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. Thank you, Betsy. I'm so glad to have you here. And like I said, if this was 3D and it was fair, you would now be pouring your sampling brews for everybody listening to the podcast. And uh, so we're going to have to pretend. You're going to have to describe with deliciousness some of your stories so everybody can uh, act like we're tasting it because uh, they would love to be. But um, I'm so fascinated to have you on the podcast today because I have never met really a woman in the beer and brewing microbrew industry, the craft beer industry. And um, you have already taught me things about beer that I did not know. But we are going to wait and wait for that. <laughs> uh, let's go back. So tell me, how did a nice girl like you um, start leading in an industry like this? Um, there's a lot of pieces to that story. Um, so I am actually co-owner with my brother, and uh, this was a dream of ours, or it was really a dream of his to open a brewery, and it was a dream of mine to be my own boss one day. And all of those pieces over over many years sort of started to fall together. Um, so the actual opening of the brewery, while exciting and interesting, maybe not that unique compared to other people who open breweries. Um, but I think where we're at now and what's unique is the niche that we've kind of found in um, educating and bringing kind of what we consider uh, untraditional populations into the craft beer fold. Um, a lot of times marketing for craft beer is targeted towards the 30 something white male. And we've decided to kind of take that idea and flip it upside down. <laughs> okay. And, and wait, wait, wait. Okay. So I want to know more about that right now. So who do you target your particular style of craft beer to? Because that's where we are and people are so curious about that. So what is it? What are you doing differently? Yeah, I think it's really just our attitude um, and the way the atmosphere that we create in our tap room, um, the what we project on social media, um, the way our customers are treated. Um, but we uh, immediately uh, immediately notice a really high need um, for women to be included into that fold as a customer. Uh, I was constantly getting women to the tap room who were asking questions, and that's totally fair. But they, the way they were asking them, they were very sheepish and like uh, apologetic. And I just kept thinking, you're buying this product and, and you're drinking this product. Like you should not feel ashamed to know more about the product that you're going to purchase. And I felt that they were very intimidated to ask those questions. And I really took that feeling that I was getting um, when I was working in the tap room and, and ran with it. And that's really shaped a lot of our marketing. Um, so we kind of started off with, with the women demographic, but we've also expanded over the years and, and trying to include um, people of color into our marketing as well. And 
as hard as it might be to believe, again, the craft beer industry kind of caters to that 20, 30 something year old crowd. So we also like to make sure we're including some of our older customers um, that, you know, enjoy craft beer, but may not be into that traditional marketing uh, pool. Yeah. Well, and I think you're hitting me, you know, which is so interesting is that here I am not 30, not 40, wait for it, not 50, wait for it. Okay. When this airs, I'm going to be able to say, I am the big six O, which is just so scary to say it out loud. <laughs> you're like, you're twice my age. No, it's true. Yes. There's life after 30. There's life after 20. But um, it's so interesting because I really care about what I put in my body. Mm-hmm. And I am choice, you know, I make choices Mm -hmm. about that and to be educated and inspired that I could choose something that I liked when I was a kid, beer, but that could be a taste now that I would like as an adult, as a later adult to relax because it's come so far from just um, Bud Light or Stripe, (laughs) a couple of things I remember from my past. Um, So yeah, but so I want to go back a little bit and then I want to spend a lot of the second half talking a lot about the beer industry. But so as a kid growing up, were you entrepreneurial? Like, um, you know, where did you, did you go to college and take business classes? Because I think a lot of people listening are like, that sounds so fun. I totally want to be Laura. And, you know, so we have to give them a pass. So like, tell them a little bit about the backstory of, cause I'm sure you need a lot of skills to run a business, you know, in this, in this day and time, anytime. There's been a lot of baptism by fire. Um, I'll be honest. So I actually have zero uh, business background. Um, I grew up in the Midwest, but then I moved to Colorado to go to college um, in the mid nineties. And, and this is kind of important to the story, but the reason that I did that, I was a, I was a division one athlete. um, And that's what brought me to Colorado And uh, so even though I had an amazing college experience, I didn't really have the college experience that most people have, right? But that's come back to serve me later in life. And so my background is really in the sciences and also math and and education. And my brother um, also was in the education sector, uh, more communication, kind of the creative side of things. So we kind of came up with this idea. We're like, oh, okay, what do we do? So we started talking to like friends that worked in businesses. (laughs) They're like, you need a business plan. And we're like, "Um, what's that? (laughs) No idea whatsoever. So of course I Googled it. It it didn't make any sense to me. And then after about a year after that initial conversation where we were like, this seems like a really cool idea to pursue, we saw that there was a, our local Metro uh, Chamber of Commerce was uh, offering an, I believe an 11 week course. And you went through that course. And at the end of that course, you came out with a very comprehensive and robust business plan. So we signed up for that and it was awesome. Um, The resources that we were able to access, the people we were able to talk to, get advice from all of that was just amazing. And that was like the first stepping stone. Um, it would have been very easy, I think, to, to stop there because I think everything after that was very intimidating. But I think that's the part where I, where I was an athlete that I just realized like, I can do this. Like 
And I kept looking around me and I kept seeing very successful businesses. And I hate to be negative, but by some people that I didn't really think were maybe all that smart. And they were very, very successful. And I thought, if they can do it, I can do it. And I'm not a stranger to hard work. My brother is not a stranger to hard work. And I think that's really what's gotten us here today. Um, There's a lot of things we've had to learn, maybe the hard way, like marketing was very foreign for us. (laughs) Um, Networking, networking is not the easiest things for us. And those are very key elements, but um, we're, we're figuring it out and we're figuring it out like kind of on our terms. Um, but that's kind of from beginning to, you know, where we are now. And, and that was the path that we took. Yeah. Where, where are you from in the Midwest? I grew up in Indiana. Okay. So did I, where in Indiana? I grew up in a kind of a little factory town called Marion, um, about Northeast of Indy, about an hour. Yeah. I, of course I've heard of Marion. Yeah. So my first job out of college, I was an intern for the governor of Indiana in 1983 and I traveled around the state into all the little towns. So I went to Marion and I would, it was called wander Indiana. So you were just born and it was called wander Indiana. So I wandered around Indiana and I interviewed all the little shop people in Kokomo and, you know, all the little towns, Plainfield and all those places that you would recognize. And, um, yeah. And so I got to really know and love my Indiana. And then of course I went to Purdue university and, um, grew up in the Northeast side of Indiana. So all my family's still there on the Northeast side and Fishers and Indianapolis. So, uh, see, I knew I liked you. I know. I You're remember those teacher. license plates too, the Wander Indiana license see? plates. So. <laughs> yes. And that was so funny. And, um, it was really a great thing as a young person. Cause I can still remember being in my car and just before cell phones, right? Like if you had a car problem, you had to find a phone, a pay phone somewhere in the 1980s. And I would just drive in those back roads and those beautiful farm fields and those incredible farms and houses and historic places. And I, I loved antiquing. So I'd go to all the little antique stores. And uh, so, yeah, so I absolutely knew Marion and had a lot of people from Purdue uh, from that area of the state. Yeah. So I, I love one thing you pointed out for everyone listening, there are resources. So the cool part about America, one thing I, I like it, I like it here that uh, many people are listening from around the world is we do have things called the small business administration. And we do have things called the local um, small business um, metropolitan chambers of commerce and all these things that really do want businesses to succeed. We have a, a ton of entrepreneurs in America and a ton of women that are really kicking it as entrepreneurs. So it is great that you found a class and anyone listening, um, you know, Google and reach out because when I started my business, I couldn't Google business plan, you know, not in 1985 (laughs) when I jumped in. Um, But there's so many resources now and so many great people that can help you do that. So that's a great thing. If you're listening, that might be the reason you're listening. We're going to head to a quick break. We'll be right back. You are listening to Boost Power Podcast with your host, Betsy Wiersma. We are part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network, women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people with podcasts on purpose. Enjoy these true stories and proven business tips for your business and your life. Now, back to Boost.
And we're back. And I know you're like, why didn't you have the 3D podcast so we could be drinking <laughs> under a fall craft brew? Betsy. Okay. So the inquiring minds want to know, what about this craft brew industry? And you told me you had peaches in your wedding beer. And so I got to know, I got to know. I ran to my husband and said, did you know peaches could be in beer? And he's like, yeah, in craft brew. I'm like, I did not know that. So um, I, I'm really curious now to come and sit with you in the uh, brew house and taste some of these things. But so tell us a little bit about your industry. And, you know, and I love the fact that you have ways that groups like our group, our charity group here that you're supporting the Camp Experience Network is going to come and make a sister brew and, you know, work with your brother and learn about the science because there's a lot of science in brewing beer, right? There's a lot of science and there's also a lot of art. Um, and so I always like to tell people if you can imagine a continuum and on one end, you can imagine this very precise science, maybe even think about it as a German style of brewing. And at the other end of the continuum, just think about super creative, artsy flavors and things like that. And your craft breweries in this in the United States are some are going to fall along somewhere on that continuum. So you're going to find craft breweries that are going to be a little bit more creative and a little outside of the box in terms of styles and those beers work. And then you're also going to find the breweries that are like, hey, we're following this to the T. This is how the Germans have been doing it for 3000 years. You know, we're going to get very scientific about it. But there's always this nice blend between that arts part and the creative part and then the science piece to it as well. And like how many women are, you know, in this industry? Because it seems like is in your just comment about a creative approach, a non-German one way, a kind of outside the box, and then back to my reference of the peaches. Who knew the peaches can be in the beer? Um you know, how many women are actually in this industry and who are you finding as peers and mentors as you're doing this? Um, that is a good question. And luckily, each year that goes by, there, there are seem to be more and more pockets of resources um, for women. I was just speaking uh, to a group yesterday. I was doing a, a class uh, for this a tech group and um, there, uh, of all the craft breweries in the United States, which I believe there's greater than about 8,500, 17% of those 8,500 have a female in the CEO position. Only 4% of those breweries have a female brewer. So who's actually making the beer. Uh, so it's very much a man's world. Um, if you look at the top 10 breweries in the whole world, they all are, um, they all have male CEOs. Most of the board members are male, so forth. And the marketing, um, marketing is, you know, beer is equal to masculinity. And so we're really trying to chip away at that in, in, in a lot of different ways. Um, the good thing is that women are starting to realize, like in numbers, if we kind of get together and we start collectively doing some things that there are changes that are getting made. And so that's pretty awesome. And I'm, I'm a part of a national um, women's brewery owners networking group. And I just joined that group. I think it was only created maybe a year ago. And it is so inspiring and so supportive and so awesome. And 
you're not just talking to other women brewery owners in Colorado, but I'm finding out, hey, what's going on in Texas or to my sisters that are in Minnesota and they're trying to fight this law that allows them to can beers and people could take them out of the tap house. I mean, it's just, you know, it's really cool to be able to help each other out. Yeah. Well, that's super. Well, thank you on behalf of all women of the world. Thank you for being a women leader in this. Thank you for bringing the women's perspective to this. And thank you for, you know, the hard work it takes to be an innovator and, and to do that. Tell us a little bit about your classes that you teach about, um, craft beer education. I know we're going to get to have one at the fall camp experience (laughs) retreat in September of 2021. Uh, The girls will just be ecstatic and you'll be so happy to be in the hospitality school in a room that is set up to do tasting with cool lights that come up through. So you're going to be able to show light coming up through the brew and talk about all kinds of really cool things because the room is set up for wine tasting. And of course that will work for um, beer. So um, we can't wait to have you there. So, but Tell the world because there could be someone in a beautiful location that would like to fly you in to teach about um, being a woman, being a leader, and craft beer. So tell them what tell them what you do. Absolutely, I. Um, so the whole idea kind of goes back to that that point in time when we first opened, and I just said, "Oh my gosh, you know, people have questions, and I have answers, and they feel very intimidated to ask me those questions." And I do have a master's in education, and I thought what if I just create some really fun classes? And so I did, I curated, created, developed, teach um, these classes that are introduction to craft beer and they're fun, they're laid back. And I initially only targeted women's only situations. Um, So I would get women in, I'd have about 10 to 15 women into the brew house. We would be tasting beers. Um, obviously, after a couple sips, people become a little more chatty, a little more relaxed, and they started asking these questions that they had been so nervous to ask before. They felt like they were going to be chastised or made fun of, or, you know, this might be a stupid question, but, and it never was a stupid question, you know, and so my first series of classes was kind of helping women find their palate. I wanted to arm them with enough information to walk into any brewery in the whole world, be able to read the numbers on the board, even if they didn't even speak the language and and pinpoint two or three beers that they would probably like based off of what they had learned in my class. So kind of finding your palate, knowing what you like. And then these classes just really started to snowball and evolve. Um, I do a history of beer regions class. I do a food pairing class. I've paired up with caterers to do food dinners. Um, We started doing women's only brewery tours where we had women on the bus and then we visited other breweries that women own. (laughs) Um, And then recently I've been contacted by some national corporations. I was just doing an online class yesterday for a tech corporation that's based out of San Francisco. And that was um, a a co-ed class, but they were very interested in knowing about the history of women in beer because March is Women's History Month. And so we're starting with that and they want to just keep educating all of their their people on the the different kind of communities that don't always have the voice, I guess. 
And what a super cool, interesting thing to celebrate Women's International Women's Month. Uh, you know, interesting industry, changing industry, growing industry, and an industry that many women like me maybe really never knew very much about, but I'm very curious about. So I'm sitting here thinking, we need to do the art of craft brew, and I'll bring all the art supplies, and then people mm-hmm. can make art, and you can tell them about the art of craft brew, and then they can, you know, use the art as just a connection thing when they're drinking and learning beer with peaches. Because that's what I'm holding out for now. I got to try <laughs> beer with peaches. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So what would you say are some of the things you've learned? So the interesting part, you said you have a master's degree in education. I do. So in, so were you heading toward that in a different way or it just happened to work out? Um, I, I have a teaching license for secondary science and math. Um, so very much a teacher. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the reason I thought it was so fascinating is because I think another area, maybe I'm just giving you a good idea for your um, marketing and expansion is the STEM girls that are coming up and learning about science and math. What a fun, interesting set of classes uh, to be able to, you know, really inspire women to do something super fun with their math and science. So um, I was just like, wow, the STEM girls, how fun, because, you know, you think about all these women that finally get to explore their great gifts. And some of them are going to be the best engineers, the best astronauts and the best brewmasters. We got to get that number of brewmasters up there. Those women actually doing the brewing. Absolutely. And we're so fortunate here in Denver. We actually have quite a few women uh, brewers, but I, I know it's an anomaly. We're, we're in a special pocket here. So yeah, well, it's probably because of your leadership with your brother that um, that is happening, the magic and all the great energy that you bring to the marketplace. So, so what would you say would be um, three quick things that come to your head that you would tell an entrepreneur that's listening to this podcast that you have learned you know, really using your work ethic and your dedication and your, your really vision, um, would there be some things you would tell others that you've learned? Um, I would always say never be too scared or too proud to ask for help, um, and and become super hyper aware of your strengths and play on those and, and also be aware of your weaknesses, get help in those areas and don't feel like you have to do it all. Sometimes you just really need to like focus on what you're good at and say, Hey, yeah, this other brewery might be doing this, but that's not maybe a strength of ours. So we're going to let that brewery kind of have that tactic. And we're going to kind of go after this tactic. I think that's really important. Um, another piece that I've really noticed and a part of it is because in the industry, even at 43, I'm a little bit on the older side, <laughs> um, is self-care. So making sure that you're eating well, you're sleeping well, you're getting your exercise in, you're taking time off. I think that's really hard for entrepreneurs to do. I think we're all kind of wired to work, 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 Um, but taking time off and then being very strict about that (laughs) is, is really important as well. And yeah, (laughs) those are kind of probably my big, big lessons that I've had to learn probably the hard way. Well, Well, I tell you what, if I learned those better when I was your age and not my age, because I tell you just hit the nail on the head. I really do think that there's something about the fun of being an entrepreneur because you're only limited by the next thing you and your brother think up, you know, you can go and 
what about this for all the Big Ten schools and the Euchre tournaments for Purdue? And and I can play with Betsy. And oh, I like that STEM idea. What if I contact Colorado and offer the STEM classes for girls? And 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 then all those. I always think about file folders. Oh, I open yes. the folder. I open the folder. I open the folder of all the possibilities because my brain's like, but this is how Laura and Betsy can save the world. And, you know. And then I go, oh, yeah. yeah, I should go walk around the block. I kind of like It'd be really picture like all my fingers in these pots. And I've only got so many fingers. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I totally, I, I think the one I would add to yours being a couple of years ahead of you would be continue to keep surrounding yourself Absolutely. with the right people. Like, you know, with not only official mentors, but high energy people, people like Laura Smedley, uh, you know, who we met, um, somebody mutually in common, like people that um, hold you to your best self, that are um, super supportive, that are very possibility thinking, but are also reality check. And they'll tell you if you need feedback. And um, and then the other part that I would tell you being ahead of you is let go what doesn't work mm -hmm. as quickly as you can. So I kind of would say, like, if we were dating, we want the guy to be a super yeah. jerk <laughs> yeah. early, right? Absolutely. Show me your super jerk because now you're, you're newly married. <laughs> I'm oldly married. Um, but like, uh, like my daughter is young and dating and she's like, this guy turned out to be really mean. I'm like, awesome. And she's like, what? I go, because you want him to be the super jerk before yeah, you're really on. invested in him. <laughs> right. Like. So move on. So like, bring me everything and then all things not for my good yep. fall away and just go on. Cause you know, they take the space well, of something that I could be really better, agree. You know, right? in my personal life, I really hold to the, you are who you surround yourself with. And it's been really helpful to also apply that in the business world. Um, because you do have to, if you're going to collaborate or work with another entity, you do need to know who they are and what do they represent? And, and, you know, while you can't always do the best um, at finding out everything, you should do your due diligence. And with the brewery world being so masculine, there are entities out there that I refuse to work with because I, I know things and they, they do things in a way that I don't morally agree with. Um, so I, I definitely believe, you know, you are who you surround yourself with and our brewery is, we are who we choose to, what do, charities we choose to donate to or other breweries we choose to collaborate with or, and so forth, so. Well, tell everybody what factotum means because that's what I had to ask you the very first time I met you. And I'm thinking like, oh, we can't leave that out because people are like, did she say factotum? What the heck is that? Well, um, th that question is probably our most often question uh, in the brewery besides where's the women's bathroom. Those are the, our two biggest questions. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Um, only because our women's bathroom, we tucked it behind. So a lot of people have a hard time finding it. But um, factotum is actually an English word. It's an older English word. We just don't use it very often anymore. And it is a noun. Uh, the simplest version of a factotum is a jack of all trades. And uh, so Chris and I were really attracted to kind of that blue collar work ethic feel to it. And then because we want our our brewery to feel so welcoming to anybody. It's a place you come after a day of work, you either sit alone, you bring friends, maybe you talk to the person sitting next to you at the bar, but just kind of keeping it that chill, 
hey, we're all kind of hard workers and we deserve a beer sort of feeling. So nice. Well, I still want the t-shirt that says factotum, a Jill of all trades. Yes. I want the chick shirt. (laughs) I want the chick shirt. So if you do chick shirts, I get the first one extra large. It'll be cute. And um, because I just, I love I love the fun, funky brand because it's so noticeable. It's great to have to tell the story behind it. And then people will never forget because I'll be like, totally get that. Okay. Now um, tell everybody how to find you. Um, So probably the uh, easiest is our website. Um, So it's uh, www.factotumbrewhouse, all one word.com. From there, you can find our Instagram and Facebook and I also tell everybody that any email that comes through from that website comes to me first. So if you need to get a hold of me directly, <laughs> that's probably the easiest way to remember how to do that. Okay. So Laura Bruns, she will, she will get your email <laughs> because when you, when she needs to get the date on her calendar to come to Hawaii to talk about craft <laughs> brew and bring her new husband, Absolutely. she needs to get that on her busy social calendar. So the brother can run the shop here in Denver when she is gone for that 10 day beer convention <laughs> in, Hawaii, in Maui with the beach view, just saying, okay, now you get to do one of the dream big, live big cards. This is a deck that I invented a couple years ago just as open-ended cards it's really good for just like if you just are journaling or you just you know want to concentrate and you're going to see it before me it's random so you're going to see before me and you got free flight and your question is where are you soaring right now laura where are you soaring that's a good question um i think what i'm really focusing on and 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 trying to open up again is really who we are working with and collaborating with, that those are high quality collaborations and that we are putting our business in a position where we are working with like-minded entities um, and that that is opening up a lot of opportunities and doors for us. And then always kind of pushing that education piece to the next level. Um, you know, with the advent of of the virtual classroom and things like that, that's opened a lot of new um, ideas and opportunities as well. So where can we take that? Well, I would also accuse you of soaring and just being a woman in the craft fruit industry of being brave and starting something of, you know, just knowing what you didn't know and learning how to do a business plan and learning how to do marketing and then bringing that athletic spirit and dedication in Midwest work effort. Cause I think heck we all yeah. <laughs> have that heck yeah, Midwest. We're going to jump all the way in um, and bring that to the table. So thank you for sharing your story today. I know someone out there was meant to listen to this podcast right now. If you're in Denver, come have a amazing brew at Factotum brew house, downtown, um, super beautiful. Uh, bring your groups. If you're listening to this and you're in Colorado, they do all kinds of cool fundraiser things where you can come and make a brew and then they can come back and drink the brew and make a donation. There's all kinds of cool things going on. And uh, I will be Laura's agent for her international. (laughs) We'll be going with her to Hawaii for the brew convention. So if you can't get her, get me and I will be happy to book her and uh, she will bring her brilliance of education and inspiration in the craft brew industry. You are listening to Boost Power Podcast because you were meant to plug in for uplifting ideas and to meet cool women like Laura and to hear great stories because somewhere in her story is your story. It's your dream. And we are here to tell you to go for it 
do not be afraid. Do not make up a story that you can't because you can. No matter what industry, no matter what your dream is, the journey is part of the fun. So thank you for listening to Boost Power Podcast. Please listen to us on your favorite app and subscribe. We are weekly and every Thursday we deliver somebody awesome and something great and tell all the friends that you like about us so they can plug it for ideas and energy and to boost whatever you've got going on. This is your host, Betsy Weersma. Thank you for listening to Boost Power Podcast and plugging into stories from the journey of business and life. Our music today is by singer-songwriter Megan Burt. We are recorded at Cinder Sound Studios and we're part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network, women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people with podcasts on purpose. Learn more at globalsisterhoodpodcastnetwork.com.